Hello and welcome to the Transform Your Life podcast. I am so excited that you're joining me today. I've literally been dreaming about starting a podcast for the past couple of years. So to be here and to actually be recording our first episode feels totally surreal. So thanks for checking it out. And I'm super excited to see where this adventure goes. So I was kind of thinking that for our first episode, I should dive into who I am and how I got into this whole health and fitness thing. So I'm going to take you all the way back to when I was growing up. So I grew up in this small little town in Ontario, Canada. It is called Teeswater and only has a thousand people. So my mom owned the town diner and I grew up eating the things that you would traditionally see at a diner. So burgers, fries, chicken nuggets, pop, those kind of things. And that was all that I knew. That's just the way that I ate. But what ended up happening was I went away to college and added some drinking into that combination and some terrible eating habits. And little by little, the scale just kept on creeping up and up and up. And then I ended up moving to British Columbia. So while in British Columbia was kind of where I had that breaking point, that point where I was like, okay, enough is enough. Um, so that kind of, that came from two places. The, the first thing was I stepped on the scale and it was 200 pounds. And I think we all internally kind of have this number that makes us go, holy shit. And then we have maybe a breaking point and we decide that that a change is what we want to do. So that was one part of the equation. Uh, The second part was I was dating a guy at the time and he used to poke my fat and he would say, jello, jello, jello. And it was one of those things that I just kind of rolled with it. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought that's not the person that I want to be forever. And I, I really think I should make some changes to feel better. At the time too, my best friend would always say like, you're always so sleepy, you're tired all the time, like you just don't have a lot of energy. And although I felt that way, I didn't really chalk it up to the fact that I wasn't eating properly or, or exercising. I was kind of just like, oh, I'm, I'm just always tired, right? So with the, all of those things that kind of happened all at once, I sat down in front of my diary and I literally broke up with my old self and wrote in my diary that like I was going to leave that girl in the past. I was about 21 or so. This was about eight years ago now. Um, But I, I just essentially said like I'm going to make changes and from this point forward I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be determined and I'm going to get to this goal. So from there, I moved back to Ontario and moved back in with my parents. And so I was back in my small little town of Teeswater. No idea what to eat. No clue how to exercise. Um, All I knew was that, okay, I should probably get moving, do something. I don't know exactly what that's going to be. And I should probably cut back on on the things that I'm consuming like the pop and the and the pizza and the McDonald's and all of those kind of things that that can sometimes be the more obvious things when you first getting started on your journey so laced up my runners in Teeswater and I was like I'm gonna go for a run today and I tried and (laughs) literally ran one block not even around one block like the side of one block and was like so out of breath 
and just felt like dying. And then I walked the rest of the way home. And the interesting part about it is although that day was terrifying because I felt so breathless and I felt like, oh my goodness, like I'm not capable of of doing this. Like I, I think I can run, but obviously I can't. So I just, I felt like giving up after that first day, but I was like, okay, I don't really know anything other than running to do. So I'm just going to keep on lacing up my shoes and run a little bit further each day. So it started in about March or so of that year. And like all through the summer, I, I ran every single day a little bit further each time. I also picked up Jillian Michaels DVDs and a couple of really light hand weights and did some of those videos at home. Still dying because I couldn't do push-ups or squats made my thighs burn so badly and that's where it all started was 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 right there and with nutrition the interesting part was that again I had no idea what I was doing but I knew that fruit vegetables and chicken were healthy so that is literally all I ate because I didn't know it's funny to think back now because I didn't know anything else and I didn't know like up until that point I didn't eat vegetables so literally my entire life when people would be like what do you want on your sub or what do you want on your sandwich I would be like meat and cheese and that's it I would not eat vegetables at all it's like all deep fried foods so I knew I had to eat vegetables and the only vegetable that I could think that I would like was lettuce and not even with salad dressing just like straight up lettuce plain and so that and fruit and chicken (laughs) so that's what I ate and although it seems very silly and looking back now it obviously wasn't the most ideal but that's what I did and that's how I initially lost a big chunk of the weight so my weight when I started was about 200 and then after the summer and all of the things that I had been doing I was down to 140 which I don't even know when I was 140 in my life I never weighed myself in high school I just always was kind of a chubbier girl and I just didn't weigh myself so from that point I moved to Waterloo I was working as a server at Isai Mario's and met some amazing people and what we would do is we would have these split shifts so we'd go and we'd work for a couple of hours and then we'd have a couple hours break and then we would go and work for a couple hours in the evening so I would go to Good Life which is one of our fitness centers here in Canada and I would go to classes and then do some cardio still no idea what I was doing but I was there and I was going and and I was staying relatively consistent with the lifestyle and the habits that I had put in place so where I ended up going from there was into body pump classes. So these are pretty common around the world. So maybe maybe you've been to a body pump class. But it was my introduction to strength training and, and kind of taught me all about a barbell squat, a barbell shoulder press. And at the time, I just liked it because it had good music and it seemed fun. And my body started changing because I was adding more strength training in it. So that was kind of my exercise when I was in Waterloo. Then some things started to shift when it came to my nutrition. So like I said, I still didn't really know how to eat. I got into this incredible fear of 
gaining weight back. So I just kept on restricting and restricting and restricting. I wouldn't buy groceries. I would maybe grab like a bun from Eastside Mario's. And other than that, it was just like energy drinks and protein bars. And that was it. With that being said, I just kept on looking at myself in the mirror and just loving that I kept on getting skinnier and skinnier. And I liked the feeling of my stomach being really empty. And that's where I can chalk up that the eating disorder for me started. During that time, like I said, I wasn't eating much and then just kept on restricting. And because I was a server, I was like on my feet all of the time. And then I started to get into partying pretty bad. So up to that point, I was drinking, but but wasn't really into a ton of partying. Um, but then things started to take a turn for the worse. Um, I like to say that this phase of my life, although fun, isn't really pretty. I look back on it and although I'm proud that I came out of it, I also feel like there were some really dark times that, that sometimes I'd prefer not to think about. I got into drugs pretty hard, cocaine, marijuana, MDMA, and then alcohol as well uh, with that. And it was about three years of, of substance abuse for me. With that being said, it just kept on making me skinnier and skinnier. And it was something I was so obsessed with. Like I was so afraid of eating food and just loved that like drugs kept me skinny, it made me not hungry, and I was just so caught up in this lifestyle. The substances became a way for me to be able to manage the way that I looked, and that to me was so powerful because I just never, I was so, I was so afraid of gaining weight. So everybody in my life started to kind of express their concerns about me not eating, concerns about, like I would stay up all night partying and then try to go into work and go to shows and just be completely mangled when people would see me they'd be always be like are you okay are you okay because I was just getting so heavy and so intense into the drugs people just kept on telling me I was looking skinny and just kept on being so concerned about my health and saying like your bones are sticking out and I just refused to listen I I was like I love the way I look and I just was in a place of, of just rejecting all of those external sources that were trying to teach me, teach me things that I needed to learn. So as it always does, partying caught up to me. Uh, my skin was a mess. I had breakouts everywhere. I'd lost all the muscle that I had built. And I was just like ruining my insides. Like I wasn't, I was not eating and I was just kind of like rotting away People in my life too were just bad apples. We were just not good for one another and just bringing out really bad traits when we all would come down from the drugs. You'd be happy and joyful and awesome for a short period of time and then you come down and everybody's miserable and cranky and then things just get violent and unfortunately that's where things went for me. So I decided I needed to get away from absolutely everything and I decided that I needed to be on my own for a while. So I booked a trip to Europe. And I am so, so grateful that I A, just did it. And B, came out alive, to be honest. Because there was a lot of scary times during 
my time there as well, traveling solo. It was the most amazing in terms of growth, but also had some of the scariest moments of my life. While I was over in Europe, I I was backpacking through Western Europe, so spent some time in Spain, and then I traveled northwards and spent some time in England and France and, and all over. The interesting part about that entire trip is, again, it had a couple really strong turning points for me. The first point for me, um, was I was sitting in this cafe in Ibiza, Spain, and it had been another super crazy night, lots of drugs, partying, all those kind of things. And, and I was solo, so I was getting myself into groups of strangers and having fun, obviously, but not the most ideal situation when you're traveling on your own. So I was coming down from a high all by myself in this little cafe in, um, in Ibiza and I was drinking a coffee and I was flipping through this magazine and I truly believe that the universe speaks in the most amazing ways because I flipped to this page and the page said, what will matter? And I'd like to share it with you because perhaps this will be something that will be an amazing turning point in your life as well. So I just need to put it out there because this literally changed my world just reading it and I decided to change the trajectory of my life. What will matter? For each of us eventually, whether we are ready or not, Someday it will all come to an end. There will be no more sunrises, no more minutes, hours, or days. All of the things you have collected, whether treasured or forgotten, will pass to someone else. Your wealth and temple of power will shrivel to irrelevance. It will not matter what you owned or what you owe. Your grudges, resentments, frustrations, and jealousies will finally disappear. So too, your hopes, your ambitions, your plans, and your to-do lists will expire. The wins and losses that once seemed so important will fade away. It won't matter where you came from or what side of the tracks you lived at the end. It won't matter if you are beautiful or brilliant. Even your gender and skin color will be irrelevant. So what will matter? How will the value of your days be measured? What will matter is not what you bought, but what you gave. What will matter is not your success, but your significance. What will matter is not what you learned, but what you thought. What will matter is every act of integrity, compassion, courage, and sacrifice that enriched and empowered others to emulate your example. What will matter is not your competence, but your character. What will matter is not how many people you knew, but how many will feel everlasting loss when you're gone. What will matter are not your memories, but memories that will live in those who loved you. A life lived that matters is not one of circumstance, but rather one of choice. So with that being said, I decided that I needed to change what I was doing. I needed to take care of myself and I also needed to pursue this fitness thing and pursue it wholeheartedly because it was the thing that was getting me excited every morning when I was waking up. It was what made me feel like my most authentic self. I also had an interesting situation. So while I was traveling, I was robbed. And what that ended up doing for me when I was stripped of everything except for my passport, I did not have... um, 
any other forms of payment. I didn't have any other forms of identification. My camera was lost. My journal was lost. And I was forced to stay in Barcelona, Spain and work for the rest of my trip. During that time, once all of those things had happened, I decided that the last segment of my trip needed to be completely away from technology and just living. So I decided that I was going to hitchhike all the way from Barcelona to my flight home in Brussels, Belgium. So I convinced this amazing girl, Kara, to hitchhike with me and we left from Barcelona with a ton of courage and faith that it was all just going to work out. And that amazing week of hitchhiking just completely changed my perspective on life, my perspective on living and and what I'm here to do. We made it out okay. Lots of people picked us up. We slept in ditches and we slept in farm fields and we met amazing people. And it just reminded me that life is to be enjoyed and I'm going to live it to its absolute maximum. So I came home from the trip and moved back in with my parents, um, had no money and just wasn't sure what was going to be the next, what was going to be the next chapter for me. So they graciously let, let me move back into their home and back I was in Teeswater. I decided when I got back, I was going to do my first fitness competition just to kind of get back in the groove with fitness and maybe have a new goal or challenge that I was going to work towards. So I just looked up stuff online. I had a girlfriend that had competed, so she gave me some info as well. And I decided I was just going to do UFE Halloween Mayhem and forget how many years ago that was but that was kind of the what started all of it so I did my first show um I think I got second last place but my goal was just I lost a ton of weight I'm gonna go up on stage I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna enjoy the experience I didn't know any of the poses and just kind of enjoyed the 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 wave of the experience so after that first competition, the gym that I had been working out at was uh, our, our local gym in Wingham. And they had this sign up and it said, we're looking for people to join our team. So personal trainers, fitness instructors, all those kind of things. And at that point, I didn't have any certification. I had just done a show and thought, you know what, I really, really do want to get into fitness and maybe this is how I'm going to do it. So I wrote the lady that ran the gym and I wrote her a little letter and just said like, this is what I'm passionate about. This is the career path that I want to go down. And would you hire me even though I'm not certified, but I'm planning on getting my certifications and, and this is kind of my next step. So she said yes and she let me teach uh, spin class when I first started and then I got my certifications and that was kind of my starting ground of it so that allowed me to start training clients in person at the gym and teach a couple classes and just kind of build a foundation for um, where I was going to go in terms of my career. So after that I ended up doing another fitness competition a year later and uh and placing better, coming in with a better physique, and landed a photo shoot and two-page spread in Strong Fitness Magazine. So that was an incredible experience. Um, and then from there, I ended up moving in with my now fiancé in to a place just outside of Toronto. While I was there, I was just thinking to myself, I don't want to get into 
working in a Toronto gym and try to get into that market. And that's when I started my online business. So it it was born out of necessity. I had a lot of clients that were still back in, in the small town or other clients that still wanted me to make programs for them. So that's how Team Ange was born. As we were living in Toronto, I was coming off of my third show and it had been about five years since I had had my period, but I just kept on pushing it off to the back burner. I had went to go see my gynecologist um, once and she just said, well, when you when you stop competing, then we'll, we'll worry about that being a goal for you. And when you're ready to have babies, we'll worry about that. But for the time being, don't worry about it. So I just ended up not having a period despite having some off seasons in between my shows. I just... I just ended up having five years without it. So once I had had my final show, I decided that I wanted to prioritize that uh, in my life and ended up working with somebody to be able to get my period back. And during that process, I was also really struggling with binge eating. So as we were trying to increase my carbs and fats, I wasn't able to keep the portions under control because it had been so long since I had had those items or portions of those items. So it was really hard for me to rein it in and, and keep the portions back to manageable volume just because it had been so long since I had done that. So the scale kept on creeping up and creeping up and creeping up. And I eventually did get my period back, which woohoo, that was exciting. And I started birth control and I was on birth control and had two periods. And then all of a sudden we found out that we were pregnant. So we are in that small little percentage of uh, taking the pill, but still getting pregnant. And that's how I ended up with an amazing uh, son named Theodore. So We found out that we were expecting and decided that we were going to move back to Waterloo, which is closer to Jamie's parents, that's my fiance, and then also my parents as well. So pregnancy was pretty good, to be honest, although I was uncomfortable because I was already at a heavier weight and then started pregnancy from there. It was pretty good all around. Once he was born, I decided, okay, we got to make some big changes in my life and really show women that you can lose weight after uh, after having a child. And the most amazing part about having to start over virtually was that my scale weight when Theodore was in my stomach was 200.2, which brought me back to that same kind of breaking point that I recalled from, from years prior. And so I was ready to do something about it. It was literally like starting over. I would try to do body weight squats and I would be sore for days walking upstairs and I was completely breathless and it was like being a beginner again. And that was so humbling to have that experience of starting over and being right back at the beginning. And the beautiful part about that was I was able to learn and grow. And now when I'm working with clients, I can be in that same headspace because it, it's happened to me literally twice where I've really felt like starting over. And I know that there's so many women who feel that way after they have babies. So I want to give them all hope and show them that there is definitely potential for you. So another amazing thing about when I decided to 
diet this time was that I started practicing flexible dieting or counting macros. So what that is, is instead of being on this rigid meal plan, uh, you have certain targets for the day with proteins, carbs, and fats. You track into my fitness pal account and you're able to be really flexible with your food decisions. So you can work in lots of other foods that when I was traditionally doing bodybuilding diets, I wasn't working in, which was leading to the binging and feeling out of control and, and just being in this place where you feel like you're all in or all out. So that was how I was able to lose weight. I was able to track in my MyFitnessPal and with the knowledge that I had, I was able to use that as a very effective dieting strategy both while breastfeeding and then just throughout the entire weight loss process. I'm planning on doing a full episode all about flexible dieting and counting macros for the podcast. So I'll be diving into that deeper as we work our way through the upcoming weeks and months and hopefully years of this project. So with all of that being said, that brings me to where I am present day. My son will be two in December and I'm just in a place of such balance and strength and in a position where I am working with the most amazing men and women all over the world through my online business. Now, I did have a bunch of inquiries about diving into how did you get into online coaching and how did you set yourself up for success in the online space? And I'm going to do a full podcast episode on that as well. But just so you know, I jumped in and just trusted that it was all going to work out. And I think when you pursue something so wholeheartedly and you invest yourself so wholeheartedly in your clients and their success, you will always have that come back to you. One of my favorite quotes is actually from Zig Ziglar. And he said, if you help everybody get what they want, you'll get everything that you want. And living by that motto has really proven to be so true for me. So I just want to wrap up this episode by taking care of a couple of housekeeping items. So as we work our way through the upcoming episodes, this entire podcast is designed to give you the tools to transform your life. That's your mindset, that's your nutrition, that's your fitness, that's just bringing you to a place where you feel so energized and so full of life. So if there's anything that you want to learn more about, things that you have specific questions about, uh, the place that I like to hang out the most is Instagram. So my handle is at Angehauk, that's A-N-G-E. H-A-U-C-K. You also can visit my website at www.angelahauk.com. I am super excited to see this project unfold and all of the awesome things that are going to become of it. So if you liked today's episode and you're excited to hear more, feel free to subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes so that I can see what you're thinking. And I hope you guys have an amazing week.